0: welcome back to from eight arbitration a little bit different intro right there y'all know what movie that's off of the warriors (laughs) one of my favorite movies the warriors uh that's the theme song for the warriors is in the city by the eagles i'll get to that motherfucking just a minute first uh what we're going to talk about is not good it's not good at all Uh, as some of you know and some of you may not know um Charges have been brought up against uh, our president, Brian Renfro, and they were sent to me. Um, I'm not going to tell you who sent them to me, but I'm going to read them on air. Every single one of them from the top to the bottom. There's nine charges being brought against Mr. Renfro, and I'm going to read them on air because I'm about transparency. Uh, Most governments will say they are. Uh, This government will say they are. Whoever's in office Uh, but that's not the case, (laughs) but me, I'm going to be transparent when I can be. And so somebody sent me these. I have never lied to y'all and I never will. Matter of fact, if I do lie to you, I'll tell you that I lied just like my baseball story. Uh, that was a lie, but I have never lied to you. Uh, no business agent sent me these charges. Okay. There was not, these charges did not get sent to me by a business agent. Uh, so they will be coming out shortly, these charges, but they are given to me and uh, was asked that I read these, so I'm going to read these to you, every single one, from the top to the bottom. I will not comment on any of the charges, I'm just going to read the charges to you. Now up on from Jeremy's going to put these charges on the episode, okay, so you can get on there and look at them yourself, um, they'll have a lot of evidence with them. Statements, police reports, and things of that nature will be uh, will accompany these charges. I'm not going to read all that. I'm just going to read the charges. Okay, like I said, I'm not going to comment on the charges one way or the other. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. Now, what happens now since these charges have been brought forward? uh, There'll be an investigator has 30 days to file a written report. That's what's going to happen. Then they have to substantiate the charges. Uh, There's a tribunal of sorts. And then a verdict will be rendered by the executive council. I don't know if y'all remember a few weeks back or a few episodes back when I said that y'all have some things to do, the executive council. Y'all have got some business to take care of. Need to get your affairs in order. Uh, there are people disparaging some of y'all's names, some good people, uh, some great warriors. Uh, their names have been disparaged, and y'all are fixing to hear about it right here. Okay? So... Without further ado, I'm going to read these charges to you in their entirety. After that, I'm going to talk a little bit about heat, and and I'm going to get funky, and that's where these warriors are going to come in, because management, I don't know if y'all seen the warriors. Remember the bad guys are there clacking those bottles on his fingers, and he was telling the warriors to come out and play? That's what management is challenging us to do on this heat falsification training especially with how they're fucking with them down there in Dallas and my brother, Mr. Gates. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Uh, But they're challenging us to come out and play. And our leaders at the NELC have cordoned themselves off in the bathroom and refused to come out and fight. Well, we're going to come out and fight. And so they're going to challenge the Warriors to come out and fight. Motherfucker, we're coming. We're coming. I promise you that. Uh, NALC be damned at the top. They can go and hide under the desk all they want to. Us, the warriors, we coming, motherfuckers. So uh, y'all keep clacking those bottles, bitch. We're coming. But I'm going to address that after I address these charges because that shit's had me fired up all week. The stuff that's been coming in about our brother, Mr. Gates, and what management did to him, they killed that man. And nobody will convince me otherwise. And I And I think reasonably. I'm a sane person, and I look at things. Now, that's what I do when I deal with arbitrations. Do I have a good case or not? I look at things, and I look at evidence when it comes out. They killed that man. And you cannot tell me any different after what I read to y'all, okay? So anyway, here's the charges against Mr. Renfro. Then I'm going to talk a little bit more about the heat. We finally got some business agents getting in the, in the fight, which we need. Um, it's never too late to, to have some courage, it's never too late, but there are still some branches. I'll read you some things. They they refuse to get in the fight. Even after all the things that have come out about our brother, Mr. Gates, you still have cowards that refuse to fight, and we're going to address those motherfuckers too. But here's the charges, okay? Here's the charges against our president, Mr. Brian Renfro. And like I said, I'm going to read it from the top to the bottom. No comment whatsoever because that's not my job. I'm just going to read them. Date, June 28, 2023, National Association of Letter Carriers, Executive Council, 100 Indiana Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 2001. Regarding charges against NALC President Brian L. Renfro, dear NALC Executive Council members, In accordance with Article 10 of the National Constitution, the undersigned do hereby bring the following charges against National President Brian L. Renfro for neglect of duty. And violation of the Constitution, circulating false or misleading statements about an NALC officer. Charge 1. Neglect of Duty. On or about April 20, 2023, President Renfro took a leave of absence from the NALC during contract negotiations which commenced on February twenty-second, 2023, for an agreement which expires on midnight, May 20, 2023. During the period of the weeks preceding the opening session, President Renfro was missing and his whereabouts were unknown. According to the testimony of NELC officers, President Renfro only attended one other bargaining session. President Renfro's continual absence and no-shows during a critical time of negotiations has adversely impacted the union's ability to effectively represent the NELC's objectives during contract negotiations. In addition, President Renfro's departure left the bargaining team with no notes or evidence of advanced preparations for negotiations. This placed the replacement negotiating team at a disadvantage of having to start from scratch midway through the negotiating period. Article 9 of the National Constitution defines the duties of the officers, including the president. Section E specifically applies to the NELC president's responsibility for carrying out the collective bargaining duties of the union. President Renfro took leave without notice and without making any appointments to replace him during contract negotiations. This led to a lack of coordination and caused delays in making important decisions and for a time caused a lack of direction. Having a personal crisis is part of life and how one deals with crisis defines a true leader. There is no indication that President Renfro was in, in immediate peril, completely incapacitated, or confined to a hospital. He is receiving outpatient treatment for a condition that did not render him unable to complete the minimal duties needed to ensure ongoing collective bargaining obligations. Instead, he disappeared without any notification of where he was, how long he would be gone, or further failed to make appointments of, th- of those who could step up to protect the best interest of the membership during contract negotiations. As such, Renfro has clearly failed to perform his duties as president during contract negotiations, a period where the membership would be most egregiously harmed by his absence. Consequently, Renfro has not demonstrated the ability and or desire to serve as NELC president and should be removed from office by the NLC Executive Council. Charge 2. Circulating false or misleading statements about an NELC officer. On or about March 30, 2023, at Region 1's training in San Diego, California, stories began circulating about NELC Vice President James Henry having inappropriate contact with female headquarters staff. Testimony from several sources assert that President Renfro had informed them of alleged complaints prior to the regional training. When NALC Vice President James Henry became aware of the false allegations after the Region One training, he immediately attempted to meet with President Renfro regarding the unfounded accusations. Brother Henry has documented his numerous unsuccessful efforts to meet with Renfro, who initially promised to meet with him but failed to do so and further failed to respond to subsequent efforts by Brother Henry to meet regarding the false rumors spread. Vice President Henry had no choice but to approach Executive Vice President Paul Barner and insist upon an investigation. An investigation was subsequently conducted by EVP Barner and a special meeting of the Executive Council was scheduled. At the meeting, EVP Barner informed the Council that he had the matter fully investigated and there was no substance to the allegations. Article 9 of the National Constitution Executive Council 17 requires the Executive Council to investigate. The Council has the responsibility to investigate and act against any member who circulates false or misleading statements about an officer of this union. Accordingly, any member who engages in such conduct has violated the National Constitution. It should be recognized that false accusations of this nature have ruined careers and lives, and the harm to Brother Henry caused by false rumors circulating nationwide has already been done. This type of allegation has the potential to impede any officer's ability to carry out their assigned duties. Now it is time to do the right thing, and the only way to do that is by publicly clearing and retracting the untrue falsehoods initiated and spread by Renfro. Furthermore, President Renfro, acting in the capacity of his office, has exposed the union to possible litigation and liability because of his actions. Such rash and unprincipled behavior has disqualified him from a leadership position within the NELC. Therefore, Renfro should be removed from the office. We, the undersigned, did not cause this calamity or its timing. It was the leadership failure of Renfro. Each of us have a responsibility to act expeditiously on this matter and move forward with the business of the union. Respectfully submitted by Chris Jackson, Director of City Delivery. Date, June 28, 2023. National Association of Letter Carriers, Executive Council, 100 Indiana Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C., 2001. Regarding charges against NELC President Brian L. Renfro, Dear NELC Executive Council Members, In accordance with Article 10 of the National Constitution, the undersigned do hereby bring the following charges against National President Brian Renfro for neglect of duty and violation of the Constitution. Abandon his position, dereliction of duty, neglect of duty, and conduct. Background. NELC National President Brian L. Renfro was aware of his alcohol affliction long before he ran for the NELC presidency as demonstrated By his DUI arrest in September of 2018, yet failed to disclose his affliction when seeking the highest position in the union. He has failed successful treatment since the DUI. He has further refused a recent suggested period of in-house rehabilitation and alcohol abatement in denial of recommendations from rehab professionals. After details of his absence during contract negotiations began to appear on social media, He finally disclosed and detailed his alcoholism in a June 24, 2023 letter posted on Facebook. This problem should have been disclosed well before Renfro sought and accepted the position of national president. Words and actions of an alcoholic aren't just washed away when they do seek treatment. While he will receive support and rehabilitation, he must also be held accountable. He owes the responsibility he took on when he accepted the union's top position. He owes the membership, the trust that was put in him when they voted for him. He owes the responsibility of dues paid for his best efforts every day in the performance of his duties. The president of any such large large organization is held to a higher standard, and he knew that when he sought this position. He owes the membership an explanation. Another set of charges are pending against President Renfro for abandoning the membership during USPS NELC contract negotiations, the most crucial duty of his position, and further for spreading slanderous, catastrophic allegations towards the Vice President to the extent that it would severely and negatively affect his life and livelihood and tarnish his reputation. He then failed to formally retract the allegations when proven false. Within a few months after being sworn in as NELC president, Renfro failed to maintain the integrity of his position by demonstrating a lack of responsibility and reliability. This set of charges include additional actions which demonstrate Renfro's inability to handle the duties of the position as follows. Charge 1. Abandoned Position and Dereliction Neglect of Duty After President Renfro's attendance was scheduled and announced, He failed to show at Regions 1, 11, and 14 regional rap sessions where the membership in these four regions were there waiting on him to arrive and speak. The attending branch officials, sent by their members' dues, expected to be updated by the national president on the latest issues affecting letter carriers and report the same back to their membership. Renfro's no-show, AWOL, harmed the union by causing a waste of time and resources. The negative optics of the local leaders who had to fill the void without advanced preparation to do so was a disappointment to the members present and further generated a negative impression of the NELC. Charge 2. Conduct. Impaired driving after hours in NELC-owned vehicle. While driving an NELC vehicle after work hours at 10.49 p.m., on Wednesday, 9/12/2018, according to the attached Superior Court of the District of Columbia Criminal Division, then executive vice president Renfro was arrested for driving under the influence of alcohol and or drug or any combination thereof, DUI. The Superior Court narrative as detailed in relevant parts stated, the police heard excessive honking when Renfro almost hit two cyclists. An unknown female waved down the police car and told them she believed the driver, Renfro, was intoxicated. The police turned around and followed Renfro, who twice crossed double yellow lines. He was then pulled over and the police stated Renfro smelled of alcohol and his speech was slurred. The police also noticed him swaying while standing and he had bloodshot eyes. Renfro admitted to drinking at the Alibi bar. When the police were talking to Renfro, he admitted that he probably would not pass the test and probably should not have driven home. However, he refused to take the standard field sobriety test, SFST, stating he first needed to consult with a lawyer. At that point, the police officers placed Renfro under arrest for driving under the influence DUI. Renfro's drinking, then driving, a NLC car almost caused serious injury or possible death to two cyclists, and created a serious liability to the NALC. The NALC vehicles are provided for business use and not intended to be used for drinking at bar runs. Wrong place, wrong time. Charge 3. Conduct misuse of union funds. On Monday, 3-13-2023, President Renfro and his chief of staff left the Committee of Presidents Meeting, COP, in Detroit and traveled to New Orleans. They checked into the Ritz, a non-union hotel, and checked out the next day. There are no union events in New Orleans. Union funds are not authorized to be used for additional entertainment excursions outside the line of travel to an unauthorized event. Charge 4. Conduct, behavior to female member unbecoming of our national president. On Tuesday, 3-14-2023, President Renfro and his chief of staff traveled from New Orleans to Biloxi, Mississippi for Region 8 RAP session. On Wednesday, 3-15-2023, NELC member Susie Miller's statement indicates she went into the bar after the last training class ended and was approached by Renfro, who suggested her branch merge with Decatur. After she explained her reasons for denying a merger, she states Renfro pressured her and further told her she was not being loyal to the NELC. Her response was that she was loyal to the NELC and gave further explanation, including the fact she had reached out to Corey Walton, who helped her with a grievance. She states that Renfro then responded, so you're a Corey's bitch now. She stated she felt very uncomfortable due to the aggression and the tone of his voice. She called over her friend, Brian Buttry, who heard what had been said. She stated her friend, threatened to whoop Brian Renfro for the inappropriate accusations and disrespect he was displaying. NELC member Buttry also wrote a statement and said he was incensed from hearing Brian Renfro call my friend a bitch. Words were exchanged and Buttry stated he told Renfro he'd beat his fucking ass if he ever said anything like that again. The altercation was broke up by several people stepping between the two. Traditionally, our national presidents are greatly respected, and they conversely treat our members with the same respect. Calling NELC member Susie Miller a bitch is unacceptable conduct and unbecoming of the dignified behavior we expect from our highest NELC official. Charge 5. Conduct unreliable and untruthful. President Renfro has not been truthful, honest to his executive counsel, including but not limited to untruthfully blaming the printer, Each NALC officer trusted Renfro and paid a considerable amount of money for their share of a nationwide campaign mailing that was supposed to be mailed out simultaneously with the mailing of the ballots so the literature would arrive in member mailboxes along with the ballot on the same day. Instead, the mailing was not sent out for over a week after the ballots were received by the members. Normally, most members who vote do so within a few days of receiving the ballots. While the entire slate was elected, The vote spread would have been greater with timely receipt of the slate's literature that the candidates paid to be mailed along with the ballots. When questioned about the delay of the mailing, Renfro claimed it was printer error. However, the printer stated it was due to Renfro's lack of prompt review and approval to mail. All printers will not print without final approval from a responsible designated official. An obvious lack of reliability was demonstrated by Renfro, which resulted in a significant delay of a nationwide mailing. The candidates on Renfro's slate relied on the strength of the ticket to get elected, and they all paid a large sum of money for the mailing to arrive along with the ballot. This shortcoming was also apparent and noted by local NALC officers who had to handle numerous phone calls from members asking names of slate candidates. Charge 6 conduct shameful and inexcusable. President Renfro clicked like on a social media post supporting the Ku Klux Klan KKK. Our membership is proudly diverse and for our president publicly displaying like in support of a KKK social media site is despicable, inexcusable, and unfitting of the behavior we expect from our highest NELC official. President Renfro, acting in the capacity of his office, has exposed the union to possible litigation and liability because of his actions. Such rash and unprincipled behavior has disqualified him from a leadership position within the NLC. Therefore, Renfro should be removed from office. We, the undersigned, did not cause this calamity or its timing. It was the leadership failure of Renfro. Each of us have a responsibility to act expeditiously on this matter and move forward with the business of the union. Respectfully submitted, Christopher Jackson, Director of City Delivery, NEOC. Attachment supporting charge, uh, and it has all of the documentation that they have supporting all of these charges against Mr. Renfro. So those are the charges that were brought against Mr. Renfro, uh, and all the documentation, the evidence, will also be attached to those charges. If you're going from 8arbitration.com, On this episode, all of these charges will be up there uh, along with the entire packet, all of the information and the uh, evidence, okay? So there's the charges that uh, NELC has brought against our president, Brian Renfro. I will not comment on any of them, okay? That's not my job. Uh, But they were sent to me not by a business agent, okay? Not by any business agent, and that's on my parents' lives, No business agent sent me those charges, all right? But I was asked to talk about them, read them, and so I've read them. They will be coming out to the public later, uh, but there you have it. So it's a dark day in our union uh, for the NELC, extremely dark day. Um, I'm not going to comment on the charges, even though I'd love to, all right? I would love to, specifically a couple of them, but uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that here, so... Executive council has got a tough job ahead of them. Uh, That's damning stuff. So uh, I pray for the executive council to make the right decision there. We need a strong union. We need a strong union and strong union leadership. We need that right now, okay? Let's talk about uh, some heat stuff, and I'll be done with it. So it's going to be a very short episode, like I said. I don't know if you all have seen the news article that came out about our brother, Mr. Gates. I'm going to read this to you, and and then I'm going to talk about it, okay? I, and and this was sent to me by hundreds of people, asking if I'd seen it, and I had seen it. Um, but I'll just read it, and then I'm going to talk about it, okay? I, I need to read it first. <laughs> now, this is about our brother, Mr. Gates. Remember that while I'm reading this. This is about our brother, Mr. Gates, Okay. Dallas USPS carrier was sent disciplinary letter for a stationary event, then died on his route a month later. A union rep said a stationary event is a lack of productivity infraction. Eugene Gates Jr. died delivering mail shortly after getting the warning, his first ever. U.S. Postal Service mail carrier, who died early this month after collapsing on his route in a Dallas neighborhood during the Texas summer heat, was previously penalized for unacceptable performance, expanding street time. Remember that now when I talk about all these stationary events. I'm going to to read it and I'm going to talk about it. I'm so fucking mad. Eugene Gates Jr. was disciplined on May 2nd for a stationary event, according to the National Association of Letter Carriers Branch 132 President, Kametra Lewis. And I'm going to talk about this warrior here in a second. A stationary event is when a letter carrier scanner reads as idle on a tracker. In these instances, carriers are questioned about inefficiencies in their performance and potentially penalized for stopping along their route. Lewis said USPS started monitoring stationary events in May. She described the discipline as an infraction for lack of productivity. A letter of discipline obtained by WFAA, which was sent to Gates, stated he was issued the letter for unacceptable performance, expanding street time. The letter states that Gates stopped by the USPS office twice, once in the morning and again in the afternoon, and also says that he stopped so many times on his way back to the station it took him 45 minutes longer than it should have to return to the office at the end of his shift. The letter says an investigative review was conducted on May 11th, notes that Gates' stationary event was in violation of postal rules and regulations and warns that future deficiencies will result in more severe, severe disciplinary action including removal from the postal service remember that right there okay remember that right there when I start going off here in a second future deficiencies will result in more severe disciplinary actions including removal from the postal service now this is a person who's never been disciplined in 36 years according to this report. Never been disciplined in 36 years. And he gets his letter of warning, and it states on there, future deficiencies will result in more severe disciplinary actions, including removal from the Postal Service. And I'm going to show you how the Postal Service has killed this man. Lewis said Gates was the USPS since November of 1987, before he died while delivering mail on June 20th. This was the only disciplinary letter she is aware of that he received in his 36 years with the company. While the cause of Gates' death is still unknown, it is sparking conversations about the working conditions of USPS letter carriers. Lewis said she received a message on Friday from a concerned employee at the Oaklawn Post Office who said management has sent a message to Oaklawn letter carriers on their scanner that read Now, think about this when I'm fixing to read to you. Think about this shit. Now this is Friday. Sent this letter sent this message on the scanner Friday. We've had a brother that has died now. Okay? And I'm gonna remember all these things when I talk about the union, how we have chicken shitted out of this. This was sent on a scanner. Letter carries on their scanner that read, Beat the heat, no stationary events, keep it moving. Lewis shared the alleged photo of that scanner message with WFAA. It is below. And there it is. In all caps, beat the heat! Three exclamation points. No stationary events. Keep it moving! Exclamation point. Lewis said she is worried that monitoring stationary events will make the carriers put their health at risk in hot temperatures to avoid discipline. In light of everything that has happened to Eugene Gates, I find the scanner message to be a slap in the face. This president gets it right here. We need more of these around the country. These pres- This president right here, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about in just a second. It's a slap in the face, Lewis said in a statement to WFAA. Letter carriers are human beings before they are postal workers. The fact that they chose a career that dictates they work outdoors does not remove the need for the postal service to be concerned about their safety and well-being, she should be our president of the, of the NELC. She has said more right there than the fucking president of this union has said about the death of Mr. Gates. Think about that. This is a president at a local branch who is getting in the Postal Service's ass more so than the president of the NLC, And I'll tell you about that in a second. After reading the message and finding out about the discipline Eugene received, I questioned, where's the sensitivity of the Postal Service? Gates' wife, Carla, tells WFAA she was never aware of any discipline her husband received at work. All I know is that he was a man of dignity and often finished his route early, Carla Gates said in a statement sent to WFAA. I was shocked to hear this disciplinary action. It's the first I've heard of this. It's entirely possible This may have pushed him harder in the heat. Eugene was a professional. He's not going to do anything to jeopardize his job or be written up. He was 66, of course. He might be a little slower than others. And they tell him to pick up the pace? My God, that's an insult to him. Now this is his wife speaking now. The USPS declined to comment when asked by WFAA about the disciplinary letter Gates received and the scanner message allegedly sent out to carriers about beating the heat. The Postal Service does not comment publicly on personal matters. Well, hold on just a second, you sorry motherfuckers. You don't? Because I remember when he first passed away, you sorry motherfucker. said what? We provide hip training. We provide hip training to all carriers. That's what you said. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want to speak. Wonder why. It's because your ass is being called out on the news, on national media. When your ass got caught, now what do you want to say? We don't want to talk about nothing. Well, hang on, bitch. Hang on just a second. You're out here running around talking about they provide hip training. You wanted to talk then to get the blame off of yourself. That's what you wanted to do. But now you got caught, you don't want to talk anymore. You don't have a tongue anymore, Right? This local president has done more for Mr. Gates than the president of this union has done. A matter of fact, this is a matter of fact. They have declined to talk to the news media about any of this. The news media has called them. I know that for a fact. The news media has called them and they have declined to comment on this here. How is that possible? How is that possible? I would risk it all to get this out to the national media, to get this out to the the public. I'd risk it all. I would. This is going to start some action to protect the city letter carriers. I promise you that. This is going to start some action. And it's tragic that it was the death of one of our brothers that's going to get it going. And you know who's going to do it? We are. Not the members of the NELC at the highest level. Now, you got business agents ripping it up right now, man. Flat getting it. But the leaders of this union refuse to get involved with this. And that's a fucking crying shame. Absolutely tragic that we have branch presidents getting on the news saying, you're a slap in the damn face. I know what you did. It's these kind of messages that are putting our carriers in harm's way. It's these scanner messages that put our carriers in harm's way. It's the stationary event bullshit that's putting our carriers in harm's way. More has come from a branch president than the fucking president of the NELC. And I wonder why. I wonder why. How is the president of the NELC not down there marching in the streets? with a picture of Mr. Gates demanding accountability from the Postal Service. I mean every postal carrier in Dallas on the fucking streets prompted by our president demanding accountability from the Postal Service for what they did to Mr. Gates and what they continue to do across this country with these stationary events and this fucking falsifying this heat training. I told you when I first started talking about it, it's the biggest killer of our people. You better get these grievances ready to go to arbitration. It's the biggest grievance most of you shop stewards will ever file is this grievance here. It has more hanging on the balance than any other grievance you will ever file is this one right here. Taking this to arbitration and getting a nationwide library of arbitrations on this thing that we, so we can take these somewhere to somebody. As evidence of the falsification of this training, you've got B-teams that refuse to say the word falsification. They refuse to. You have them saying that the, the, the training wasn't completed. That's fucking stupid. It wasn't completed because it was never started. It was falsified. When you say the training was not completed, that implies that it was started. It was never started. It was falsified from the beginning. They at no time attempted to start the training. So how is it they didn't complete the training? They falsified it. But you've got B-team decisions that will support the postal services position because our business agents are too fucking cowardly to do what's right. Too fucking cowardly to do what's right. If I'm the postal service, I'm going to gather all those up. And use them against the union because your dumbass refuses to say falsification and refuses to send them to arbitration. I'm going to say here in this region, they didn't think we falsified it. They just said we failed to complete it. That's how damn stupid you are as a business agent to let that shit go on at the B team. They will use that against us in the court of public opinion. They will say they're saying they falsified it. Look at this region here, this B team decision. It just said that we failed to complete it see, it was an honest mistake. We just failed to complete it. We started it. We just failed to complete it. There was no intent there to harm. Do you not see what you do when you're a fucking coward as an MBA? Do you not see what happens when that shit comes out? The cost of that decision potentially is catastrophic. When you say, Please complete the training within 14 days. It appears that management failed to complete the training. How dangerous is that in a decision? Absolutely, potentially catastrophic to our position. We have a carrier, a brother of 66 years old, 36 years in the business, is now deceased. And the postal service has basically killed this man. You know how I know that he's never been disciplined before. He's at the end of his run with the postal service, his career that he's had 36 years, 36 Christmases, 36 summers, 36 birthdays, 36 years. This man gave to the postal service and they discipline him based off some bullshit stationary stuff that they cannot do. I've proven that over and over again, and I'll read something to you in a second so I can put in your case files. They cannot do that, yet they have disciplined this man the first time he has ever been disciplined. And what do they put on the notice of charges? Future violations may result in your removal. So now what is he thinking? Hell, my retirement's in jeopardy. My retirement's in jeopardy now. I've been here 36 years, and they're talking about removing me. I've never been disciplined before. I don't know what this is about. Now I'm scared, as a letter carrier of 36 years, that this could affect my retirement. I was taking these breaks as needed in the heat. I wasn't given training. It was falsified on me. They falsified my training. They're sending out these scanner messages. Beat the heat, no stationary events. Keep it moving, you cattle. Right? So now what does he do? He's in fear for his retirement retirement. He goes out there and what? Works right through it, man. Works right fucking through it and dies on his route. Because the Postal Service disciplined him for a stationary event, which they cannot do because it's complete fucking bullshit pressured this man to keep going or you're going to lose your fucking job if you don't. Any more stationary events whatsoever, you're going to be disciplined. Now I'm in fear for my job, my retirement. They falsified his fucking training and came out on the news and said that we did the training. Now these motherfuckers don't want to speak to nobody. And what is the president of our union doing? Nothing. Hiding in the fucking bathroom. This is the time for action when I play the song about the Warriors When they say come out and play, the Postal Service, when they put that out there and said, we provide hip training, they're clacking those bottles on us, baby. Warriors, come out and play. They're clacking those bottles on us. Warriors, come out and play when they did that. And you know what our leaders did? Fucking ran. They fucking ran from it. They won't talk to anybody about it in the media. I know that for a fact. I will risk it all to make sure that the public knows what happened to Mr. Gates I'll risk it all, man. I've tested myself, baby. Just like I told y'all about the rip current. When I went out there to try to help that girl, I didn't know what I was getting into. When I went out there to get her dad, I did know what I was getting into. And I knew that I was going to die. I knew that I was going to die. And I did it fucking anyway. You know why? Because I wasn't going to let that girl see that. I will risk it all, man, for Brother Gates. And our president of this fucking union tells the media, I don't want to talk to you. The people that work under him, I'm not going to talk to you. We're not going to raise this as a national issue through national arbitration. The falsification of this training. Putting our brothers and sisters in jeopardy. Now one of them's dead. I told you all that when it first came out. It's the biggest killer. This ain't no fucking game, man. This isn't a fucking Article 8 violation. That's what I was telling y'all. It's not a fucking opting violation. People die from this shit. And now our brother's dead. And the president running like a fucking coward. Should be his ass should be down there in fucking Dallas right now. Marching in the fucking streets. Holding up a, a, a picture of Mr. Gates. Demanding something from the Postal Service. Changing the culture of the letter carrier. But no, I've got AVP sending out what we've sent out massive training. They're coming back. We're dealing with an hour office time to make sure these cattle get out in an hour. We're going to cut stationary events down by 50%. Now I've got a brother dead in the, on the damn sidewalk in a fucking yard. Do you not see them clicking them, clacking them bottles, man? Do you not see the post office clacking them fucking bottles on us? Warriors come out and play. And where are we? Where in the fuck are we? We need to be in the middle of the fucking streets, man, on behalf of Brother Gates. 36 years with this service, man. He's given these motherfuckers. 36 years of his life. 66 years old. And you're going to discipline that man, say, keep moving. Beat the heat. No stationary vents. Keep it moving. Like a fucking dog, man. Like a fucking dog. I thank God for that branch president down there going at it, going at it. We need more like you, ma'am. We need more like you at the top. We need more like you. I'm going to read some more stuff to you and then I'll be done. Somebody sent me this and he says, your last episode hit a nerve with my steward. He is such a coward. Says that putting a money sign on the heat grievance will go nowhere. Our branch president won't even send that up if that's put in it. Our branch president retired hardly in the office, and his heart isn't in it anymore, and is set to retire in December. So here you have a steward saying, that's not going to go anywhere if you put money on it. And the branch president said, I'm not even going to send it up if you put $50 on it. Let me talk about this again, and I've talked about it too many fucking times. You lose nothing if you put the monetary remedy on there. You lose nothing. An arbitrator is not going to deny the grievance based on one portion of the remedy being $50 a calendar day. An arbitrator is not going to deny the grievance on that. You know what the arbitrator is going to say? And I will probably quote word for word what they're going to say. The union's request for a monetary award, the union's request for a punitive award, the union's request for relief in the amount of $50 a calendar day is denied at this time. However, any future violation of this or a falsification or anything of that nature will result in a monetary award, or may result in a monetary award, or a punitive award, or relief. That's what's going to happen. They're not going to deny the grievance based off of $50 a calendar day per carrier. They're just going to tell you, at this time, it's denied. However, any future violation of this, of falsification, may or will result in it. That's what you're going to get. They're not going to deny the damn grievance based on it. So whoever's saying they're not going to do it is a fucking coward. You're a chicken shit fucking coward is what you are. You're a lazy fucking coward. That's what you are. If you refuse to put that on there, you're a chicken shit. It it puts emphasis on a grievance. It puts emphasis on an argument when I request that. They're going to say, well, you made it impossible for the 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 postal service to resolve it. Good, good. I want it impossible for the postal service to resolve it. You know why? Because I want it to go to arbitration. That's why. I want it to be impossible for them to resolve it. And when labor says that in the hearing, they made it impossible for the union for the postal service to resolve it. You're damn right, because I didn't want you to resolve it. I want the money. Why? Because I got a brother dead in a fucking yard now. I got a brother dead in a fucking yard because of some shit y'all did. And you're going to come to me about 50 fucking dollars is too much. Now I've got union people talking about $50. I'm not going to send it up. What a fucking coward. You deserve you to be in management. That's where you need to be. You need to take your ass out of the union and go be in fucking management because you sound just like them. You cowardly motherfucker, you. I've got business agents won't even do that. Business agents now, they're supposed to be the fucking elites won't even ask for the $50. I guarantee you there are arbitrators out there that will give that. But I guarantee you when you put a a money amount on there like that, it peaks interest. It peaks fucking interest. Labor right now is running from these grievances. They are running from these grievances. they do not want these grievances going up, and we are helping them in some of these installations. You got too many motherfuckers playing checkers at the lowest levels that don't know what in the fuck is going on with these grievances. It's the biggest grievance most of you will ever file is this grievance here it has that much in the balance this we have caught the postal service. As an organization, nationwide, intentionally falsifying heat training. And now we have a brother dead in a yard. And what does the Postal Service say? We provided that training. We provided that training. What about this discipline? What about this scanner message? Oh, we can't talk to you all now. We can't talk to you now. We should be nailing their asses to the wall on these, and we got too many motherfucking cowards, is all there is to it. Too many. News outlets are begging, begging us for a story. News organizations, newspapers, news outlets are begging us for a story on this, because why it is a crippler to the Postal Service. And we are bailing them out in some of these installations and regions by saying, do the training that was not completed. I'm not going to ask for a figure on it. I'm going to tell them to do the training. Y'all do not understand of what's going on here with these grievances. I did the second I heard about it. The second I heard about the falsification, I came out railing on these motherfuckers. I understood from the outset and I begged you to do this. File your grievance and ask for this. Why? Because I knew, I knew we needed these in front of an arbitrator. Why? Because they intentionally falsified training and we can prove it with a hundred percent certainty. And we have members of our union bailing them the fuck out. I'm gonna read a couple of things that business agents sent out. It's they're okay. One of them's pretty good, raises hell. And this is from a region that says, good morning. This email is of the utmost importance. Now, this just came out June 30th, finally. June 30th, finally. But better late than never. We've got a deceased brother now, so now our business agents feel like they need to do something. I want to address management deliberately falsifying the HIP training for city letter carriers. Thank you. My God, thank you. Thank you for that. At least we're saying now at the business agent level, deliberately falsifying. Thank God we're getting it. I want to address management deliberately falsifying the hip training for city letter carriers. Let there be no mistake. This was an intentional premeditated attack on the safety of our city letter carriers. My brother, thank you. For all city letter carriers across this country, thank you for that one sentence right there. Thank you. To be clear... This is not about the training. Despite the importance of carriers getting trained, this is all about the falsification. Do not let management off the hook. Every shop steward in the country needs this email. Every shop steward in the country needs this email. It needs to be put in every steward's hands and every branch president's hands. Don't settle these grievances with a simple slap on the wrist. It is too important for the welfare of our fellow letter carriers. Attached to this email is a grievance starter. Come on. Which will help get branches started on filing the necessary grievances. Furthermore, there are a plethora of attachments to this email which need to be included in the grievance files. Be a business agent like that. God dang it, this motherfucker came out blazing on these motherfuckers. Hey, better late than never on this bullshit. Better late than never, because it's not untimely. It's not untimely. It's when we found out about it. If your letter carriers need assistance looking at their hero profile to determine if their records were falsified, there are step-by-step instructions and a PDF affixed to this email. Don't sit on the sidelines of this issue. It is vital. We must push back hard against management's actions here. This man needs to be in Dallas. This business agent needs to be in Dallas because he's doing it right. This is how you do it. I want to make this very clear. This stems from management's BS one-hour office time games, and we must put a stop to this once and for all. I'll tell you what. I've never kissed a man before, but I'd kiss this man right on the damn lips if I saw him. We've been begging for this shit forever, and we got one right here railing on the postal service, getting his warriors ready to come out. Motherfuckers clacking bottles on this guy. He said, motherfucker, we're going to meet you on the street. Motherfucker. We're coming out on the street, bitch. That's what this email is. about. this is how you attack falsification of training records. It's that important. I told y'all that months ago, this is how you attack falsification of training records. You don't sit there and say, please complete the training. Motherfucker, they never started it. That implies they started the fucking training if you say they need to complete the training. They didn't start the fucking training. They falsified it from the jump. We had to catch them. We must put a stop to this once and for all. We need to file every damn grievance on this office time BS as well as the falsification of training. Getting us troops ready. The fact that in 2023, management is actively putting letter carriers in harm's way to make the numbers is disturbing. In your remedy request, we need to have the manager supervisor that falsified the training be relieved of any access to computer programs. I love that. Similarly, we need to put in place safeguards to ensure that if there is ever another instance of this type of behavior, that manager must be removed from supervision permanently. Thank you. Carriers are dying. Just the other day, we received word in this office a letter carrier had to be rushed to the hospital. It's happening all across this country, baby. Luckily, she'll be fine and is recovering at home, but it could have been turned out much worse. We'll be investigating this situation to determine if they received the hip training or if their records were falsified. Everybody do that. If we find out their records are falsified, there will be hell to pay in that district, I can assure you that. <sighs> brother, <laughs> I need to get you on here, man. I need to get you need to take my place. This is some shit right here. This is how you fucking attack this training, this falsification of training. This is how you do it. You got to rally the fucking troops, man. I told you Mike Carriff in region three, thousands of grievances. He's going after him. They continuously try to get him to settle, fuck y'all. Let's let's go. We're going. We're going. You got to understand the the absolute importance of what we're doing here. You've got to. It's the most important thing we will ever deal with is this grievance here. And you got people saying Oh, man, you caused disturbance over here. My steward said, I put $50 on that. It ain't going nowhere. And my branch president said that if you put $50 on it, I'm not sending it up. You got some problems in your region, or in your installation. You got some problems in your installation. That's cowardice 101 right there. This guy goes on. The fact that this email and grievance starter are needed makes me sick to my stomach. Despite this, guidance has been sent to the Step B teams on how to handle these types of disputes. Hello. (laughs) You need to talk to some other regions, baby. You need to talk to some other regions. He says, despite this, guidance has been sent to the Step B teams on how to handle these types of disputes. Likewise, if these grievances cross my table, they'll be certified for arbitration and we don't get everything we want via pre arb settlement, we'll take it all the way to arbitration. My God. Then we'll let management explain to an arbitrator why they placed our letter carriers in harm's way to save a dollar. We'll be aggressive with these grievances. They are too important to just resolve for weak language. We need bold actions to fight management's blatant violations. I am fed up with management thinking they can play with carriers' health. If you're having issues in your office concerning heat safety, call my office. If management tells you to skip your breaks... Not to take water breaks or heat breaks or takes any other actions you feel place you or another layer of carrier safety in jeopardy, you need to take the following action at a minimum. File a grievance. Complete PS Form 1767. If you receive an instruction you feel could lead to serious health risk, or if you are in need of immediate assistance to assist you on issues involving heat safety, please send an email to NELC Director of Safety and Health Manny Peralta. At the following address, Peralta dot file an OSHA complaint. And then he's got the, the instructions. I got off on that right there, didn't I? <laughs> Man, that's the type of leadership we have been wanting. That's the type of leadership that the letter carriers have been begging for right there. I know that I get on the NBAs all the time. It's because you've got to understand how important you are to us. The NBA has got to understand the importance they are to us because nothing moves unless you say it can. I can do all the research I want to down here at Informa. I can spend 14 days gathering all the information that I can, all the statements that I can, all the clock rings, the falsification all the evidence that I can, my Formal-A can spend seven days building that case file, making those contentions, meeting at Formal-A, and send that to the B team. And if it gets crushed right there, it's the business agent's fault. And if it goes to the business agent past the B team and they squash it in, in uh, pre-arb, that's their fault. We have got to take this seriously. Here's a business agent that did just that. Did just that. I'm still going to ask for the money, though. I'm still going to ask for the money because I know I'm going to get it from some of them. I know I'm going to get it from some of them. Here's another one from another MBA. And this was sent to me branch presidents. We have discussed the issue of the service falsifying the required hip training in prior communication. However, I wanted to pass along the information below on how employees can determine who entered the falsified training onto their light blue hero training. This information should be used to process grievances regard to the training the service is entered as completed by the employee but was not. We have discovered that this falsification, thank you, in some cases extends to other training and is not solely related to the hip training. Then he's got the instructions on how to find it. As for the remedy of these grievances, we should ask for a cease and desist on falsifying training records, thank you, and violating the Alm 732. The training be given to all employees in 14 days. Posting an acknowledgement of the training being improperly recorded and that management understands the importance of safety for the employees now and in the future and will properly give and record the HIP or other training in the future. The manager that input the training to lose access to HERO and the recording of training records in any USPS system that records any training by employees. That letter carriers will start no later than 7.30 a.m. in all offices. I like that. Uh, within the installation to abate the heat as much as possible during months of June, July and August confirmation to be a local union no later than March 31st that the training has been completed, who received the training, what data was completed and who conducted it. In the future, whenever management's access a carrier's hero training record an email or text notification will be sent to that employee identifying who accessed the employee's records and what was entered into those records. This notification will be automatically sent even if management opens a carrier's hero training record and does not enter anything. Uh, if you have any questions, email him. And there's another thing that was sent. Let's see if I can find it. In another one that says, if you want to add an additional remedy like a monetary remedy for any delay beyond 14 days per carrier in the station, ask for it, we're done with the lies. So at least he references the remedy. I don't understand why our union is so opposed to us asking for carriers' money. Our union is rich as hell; they make a lot of money. Why are you so against trying to put money in the carriers' pockets? Because, like I said, if it's not given, it's not going to—they're not going to deny the grievance. I can easily sell an arbitrator while we ask for it. It's not unreasonable. I can easily sell them on that. They're either going to say, I'm going to give it to you or I'm not. And here's why I'm not. You're going to get all these other things that you asked for. Why are y'all so dead set against my brothers and sisters getting money? I've never understood that. It's free of charge to put it on there. It takes a couple extra minutes. I can easily justify that. But they're dead set against it, scared to death of it. I don't get that at all. Another scanner message that was sent out. I need to start grieving these damn scanner messages, I'm telling you. I need you to pick it up. I need you to pick up the pace. That's what it says. I need you to pick up the pace. You should have already finished this route and been on the way back in. I do not have any more help to send you. I need you to pick up the pace. I'm grieving all this bullshit, man. Y'all going to try to fuck with me? They're clacking those bottles on us, man. Warriors. Come out and play. Warriors, come out and play. I'm coming. I'm coming out. I'll see you on the street. We need the leaders of this union, whoever it's going to be this week, to do something. I got the business agents. The business agents are finally getting involved. I told you, Mike Care months, you know, when it first came out, started going at it. Others are starting to get in on it because they understand, like this one said, now we have somebody just passed away. Uh, we have people falling out still due to the heat. Management has falsified it. They've not come clean. They go out there and lie on Mr. Gates. we provided hip training. Bust the ass. Now nah, we can't talk to nobody. Y'all better take it serious, man. Y'all better take it serious. It's the biggest grievance some of you will ever file is this one here. National attention is being brought to these grievances, right? Public opinion is fixing to be swayed back in favor of the city letter carrier because of this. Listen to me. There are people at work behind the scenes going to bring this out to the public, what's going on, right? File your grievances. File your grievances and get them to arbitration. Quit being cowards about it. Quit being cowards about it. Of course, some of y'all have cowardly business agents. Uh, So I I don't know what to tell you. Here's something that somebody sent me about what a business agent said. It says, oh, unfortunately, there was a recent podcast on social media that made mention that I had given marching orders to our B teams to resolve hip falsification grievances a certain way. I can assure you that what was stated is false for our region. I did discuss, along with other MBAs, the hip falsification issue at our Executive Council meeting this week. The parties will be discussing the issue at the national level along with our continued bargaining meetings. Nonetheless, I continue to urge you to grieve any instances of hip training falsification and or fail to provide the training. If you have any questions concerning this issue and or need grievance assistance, please contact our office. In regards to extreme weather and updated air quality information, please See the following from Director of Safety Health, Manny Peralta. And it's got a little thing from him. So this is what he says. Unfortunately, there was a recent podcast on social media that made mention that I had given marching orders to our B teams to resolve hip falsification grievance a certain way. I can assure you that that was stated as false for our region. This is what I stated. This is what I stated as two parts. You told them to do it. If you didn't know, you should have known. If you didn't know that your B-team was cowarding out on it, you should have known and you are still held responsible for that decision. Because that B-team person answers to you. You're the one who put them in there. That's what I said. You got a B-team saying complete the training within 14 days. No mention of falsification saying complete management will complete the training. It looks like the training hadn't been completed. No, it hadn't been completed because the motherfucker one started. It's falsified. That's your B team. That's your B team member. The same one that said management met at the formula but offered no contentions. That's your B team, my friend. That's yours. So, yeah, I said that you uh, gave marching orders, but I also said this. If you didn't know, motherfucker, you should have known. They answered to you. That decision is on you, My friend. This business agent just said earlier, I have told my B teams what to do, how to resolve them. If I don't get everything I asked for, send it to me. We're going to arbitration. That's how you lead right there. You're going to sit out and say, oh, I didn't say this. And what was said was not true. Listen to my episode, baby, before you comment, because I also said that you're responsible at the end of the day and you should still be fired. I'm not playing with this, man. This is the safety of my brothers and sisters. I've been doing this almost 30 years out in that heat. Right? I'm not playing with my health and the health of my brothers and sisters. You want to get me hot? Fuck with my people. Either side. I've always said that. Either side. Fuck with my people. My brothers and sisters. Now I've got a dear brother. Mr. Gates, who is deceased because of management's neglect, they killed that man. And I'll tell anybody who wants to listen, that's my opinion. They killed that man. Giving him discipline for stationary events, knowing that he can't do that shit. Knowing they can't do that shit. Telling them they're going to be removed if you keep it up. Man's never been disciplined in fear for his job now, for his retirement. He's planning on retiring with his wife. Spend the rest of their days doing whatever they want to do. And you put that fear in that man like that to, to s- skip whatever. Keep it moving. Cattle. Just like this dumbass AVP talking about this fucking get out in an hour. Cutting down these stationary events 50%. How do you think they're going to cut down stationary events by 50%? Killing our brothers and sisters. That's how they're going to fucking do it. And I got business agents more worried about what I said than correcting your fucking problems. getting your B-team's ass, man. Tell them they ever do some shit like that motherfucker's gone. That's on you, man. They're talking about a podcast. Say it, say it from made Arbitration. Put that on there. Ain't going to concern me, man. Tell them there was a podcast from Aid Arbitration that said I did this. You fucking ain't right I did. You're responsible for that. Take these motherfuckers seriously, man. They're clacking the bottles on us, baby. Telling the Warriors to come out and play, and you're too busy fucking with me. Get your fucking ass out there in the street and fight for us, man. Shh. I've been in the fucking streets on this. I've been in the fucking streets since the first episode. I'm putting my shit out on air. I'm in the motherfucking streets. Clack the bottles on me, bitch. I'm out in the fucking street. They couldn't melt you motherfuckers and pour them on them out there, man. So fucking scared. My leadership right now is so fucking scared. Won't even answer a phone call from the media. You couldn't melt those sorry motherfuckers and pour them on media right now. Pour them on the postal service. I put something up on from 8 Arbitration. I'm going to send it to Jeremy. And I didn't want to put it up because it's going to blow a contact of mine. And I hate that, but I'm doing it. I'll just tell dude, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a good behind the scenes contact for me, but it's just blown all to shit now. But anyway, this is what it states. It's, a, it's an email from Jill Menard, labor relations specialist. And this is what it says I was informed by headquarters that as of Monday 617, the union has been notified that the devices that include GPS capabilities are now turned on. In regards to disciplining employees, it's the same as with MSP, GPS and LOVs, etc. They should not be the sole basis in issuing discipline. The GPS capabilities and the new scanners, cell phones are simply a tool for management. For example, if management identifies something through GPS, then they should be physically going out and observing it. If discipline has been issued prior to notification or as the sole basis, I'm advising that you may want to revisit the discipline that was issued. I'll read that one part again. If management identifies something through GPS, then they should be physically going out and observing it. I've been saying that every damn week. I've been saying it. I've been saying that every damn week. Now you got one of the heads of labor in the Eastern area saying exactly what I've been saying. You can't discipline me based off the scanner data. Those memos, 1982, 83, 84. That that's for that only, T RAP. You cannot discipline me solely for stationary events. And I got people on B teams and presidents out west saying, yes they can. <laughs> Here's the Postal Service saying, No, we can't. We're still gonna fight and say that they can. <laughs> Management has come out in this email saying we can't do it. And I guarantee you there's still going to be some union people saying, oh, they can. She's wrong. Yeah, they can discipline us based off scanner data. I, I, I can't do anything but tell you what I know. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I've dealt with this before. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> I, I All I'm trying to do is help you on here. All I'm trying to do is help. If you don't want to listen to me, don't. Don't listen. I, I don't know what to tell you. I would never do anything to hurt you. I would never do anything to humiliate you, embarrass you. When I tell you to put someone in grievance, I know what I'm talking about. When I tell you what grievances to file, I know what I'm talking about. When I tell you that they can't do this stationary event bullshit, I know what I'm talking about. Now you got labor coming out and agreeing with me, I know what I'm talking about. All right, that's it. That's it. We got some warriors coming out in the street, though. Some of these business agents are sick and tired of it. Man, we've been waiting on y'all. We've been waiting on y'all. Us down here, the grunts, me, my brothers and sisters, we've been waiting on you. We've been waiting on you. Thank you for coming and getting in this fight with us. That email that I read you, that first one, that I got off on, it should be in every shop steward's hands. In the country. I don't know it won't be because we got 15 different unions, 15 different NALCs, right? We got the Regional Association of Letter Carriers. Our leadership is non existent. I don't know what in the fuck is going on up there. This email should be disseminated nationwide. The anger in that email needs to be absorbed into our bodies, right? It's a culmination of things in that email. This guy's had it. So have we down here, man. We've been waiting on you. We're waiting on the rest of y'all to stand up with us and go after these sorry line motherfuckers that killed my brother, Mr. Gates. We're ready for y'all. Motherfuckers clack the bottles on us, warriors come out and play. We're coming. We're coming. We'll be there. I promise you. We'll be there. We're coming. Don't worry about it. We're coming. You'll see. You'll see, motherfucker. All right. Y'all have a great rest of the week. Hey, look, I was uh, did some traveling this week. I- I'm going to get caught up on my emails, a lot of emails I'm trying to get to. Did some traveling, some training this week. Um, I'll get to them, okay? I promise you that. I'll get to them. But uh, I love each and every one of you. Please, God, be safe. Take breaks as needed in this heat. I don't care how many breaks. They talk about this amount of 45 minutes. I don't care if it's an hour and 45 minutes. If that's how long it takes you to get yourself right, if that's how long it takes you to get your body right, you do it, and I will fight that all day long. You keep yourself safe. We got another sister that's falling out. They said she's going to be okay. You keep hearing about it over and over again. Mans were slide on us, falsified shit on us. Then they're going to get out there and start chirping on media until they got the ass busted. Now they don't want to talk to nobody. Listen to me. Take breaks as needed in this heat. Get in some air conditioning. Don't stay in that hot-ass vehicle or under a tree. If you're getting symptoms... Go somewhere. I don't care if it's 10 miles. Go somewhere and get in some air conditioning. Okay? There's another thing that was sent to me. I'm going to read it to you and I'm going to be done. And I'm going to tell you what I would have done. I was notified today that my T6 was vomiting on my route on Wednesday. He stated he was dizzy from the heat and he went back to the office. He said that management told him he couldn't go home because they didn't have anyone to cover for him. They allowed him to sit in the office for an hour and drink Gatorade and water, but sent him back out. It's too late, man. It's too late. They should have immediately called 911 and had you gone to the emergency room. I have fouled already on the HIP trainings, and it's going to Formal-A. What can I do now? This is so wrong. This is why people are dying. During an informal meeting, the first thing I pulled out were the news reports of the carriers that have died from the heat. I told them this is why we're here right now. I explained the circumstance with each emphasizing the incident in Independence, Missouri. I don't want to see others dying, especially in my office. I have to do something. I cannot let this go. Any and all help is appreciated. I'm kind of new to writing grievances, though. You did more right there than the national leaders are doing, brother. You did more right there than our president's doing. They won't even talk to the media. Told them they're not going to talk to them. You did more right there than they will. But I would have told that carrier, go to the emergency room right now. And I'm going to file a grievance on management right then about that situation there. If I come back and I'm dizzy, it is too late for me. If I'm vomiting, it is way too late for me. Even going home at that point is probably too dangerous. I'm going to the emergency room. I'm having an episode due to the heat. And these motherfuckers are going to say, I don't have anybody for you. They're putting that mail in front of you, in front of a human life, just like they did with Mr. Gates. They're putting that mail over human life. You know why? Probably because of some metrics that they've got from some dumb fuck in the area. That's why I don't have anybody to do your route. So just sit here, although you probably almost died. And drink some Gatorade. How you feeling? Not too well. Well, get on back out there and hurry up and get it done. Hey, and no more breaks. You just took an hour break here. No more breaks. Get out there and get it done. That's what we're dealing with. That's what the news media needs to understand and know. That's what they need to know. Shit's fixing to hit the fan nationally on this here. Shit is fixing to hit the fucking fan. Now, our leadership, they're not existing. They're not going to participate. Us down here, we're going to bring attention to it ourselves. We're going to bring attention to it ourselves, okay? The media is, they are starving for this story. Starving for this story, okay? Protect your people. If you hear that and they're saying that he's still sitting there, tell the guy, hey, go to the emergency room. You're supposed to call 911 based off of 1806. You're supposed to call 911 supervisor when he came back like that. You're supposed to. You're too fucking worried about the mail. Making the numbers is, not, is no excuse for the abuse of anyone. Making the numbers, the joint statement, that is making the numbers. And they are abusing my brother by sitting him in a chair, telling him to drink Gatorade and get back out there in that heat again. That's a violation to me of the joint statement. Man, I could go on all fucking night. I'm not going to. Uh, stewards, y'all are doing it right Y'all are doing it right. Attack these motherfuckers. Don't clack them bottles. Take them bottles and shove them up their fucking ass and say, the wards are here, bitch. Okay? Our union leadership, non-existent. Motherfuckers in the bathroom with the door locked and the lights turned out. Non-existent. Business agents rally. Rally around your people, man. We need y'all in this fight. We need y'all more than anybody in this fight. Okay? All right, too much, man. Too long, damn it. I always want it to be about 30 minutes. Shit, it's an hour and 30 fucking minutes. Um, next week, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. Probably the same shit again, right? We're going to get this one right. We're going to make change to the city letter carrier craft based off of this. And, and 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 this sweet president, she wrote this. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Paying respects to a fellow carrier, he was a well-loved Christian man. His union president of Branch 132 said it well. He died way too early, but his death brought our working conditions to national attention. That president has got it going on. I'll read that again. His union president of Branch 132 said it well. He died way too early, but his death brought our working conditions to national attention. That's exactly what it did. There will be change to the city letter carry craft based off the death of Mr. Gates, and we will make sure of it. Our president sitting on the toilet, completely out of it. We'll do it on the workroom floor. Business agents help us with it. We are going to see change. Because of Mr. Gates. All right? We're going to see change. I promise you it's coming. I promise you it's coming. Our working conditions are fixing to be laid out there buck-ass naked for everybody to see. The covers are fixing to be pulled off of it. And the whole world's going to see what the Postal Service has been doing. Motherfuckers done clammed up now. We ain't got no comment. Bet you will. You will have a comment. You will have a comment. Shit's fixing to hit the fucking fan. Trust me. I just wish our union leadership was here to witness it, man. They'd be proud of us. They'd be proud of us. But y'all be replaced soon enough. Don't get too comfortable in that chair, man. Don't get too comfortable with that fucking seat. That motherfucker, you ain't going to be sitting in long enough to make it warm, bitch. Somebody else is going to be sitting in that seat. It's a fucking warrior. A fighter. Change is coming. Change is coming, y'all. I promise you that. All right, I love each and every one of you. I've said that 15 times now. This is it, though, seriously. (laughs) This is it. I will talk to y'all next Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I'll talk about some if it's wrong. All right, I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.